listening to Limitless, the podcast on faith, life and growth. And I'm your host, Ifeiwa Moronike. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you are listening to this, I hope your day is going really well. And happy new month. We just stepped into November. November is going to be filled of great things. Let's step into this new month with a great mindset. So this past week, or let me say October for me, was really transformative. Obviously, I started my podcast I also, my mind really opened up to just spending more time with God. I really started valuing my quiet time actually um, in October. I started taking it more seriously and just my relationship with God in general because I realized, okay, if I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to be using my platform for God, how do I expect my content to grow if I'm not spiritually growing? So I really took some time this October or last October to just work on my spiritual life and work on my knowledge of the Bible and God's word. So, you know, I've been really in depth with Bible studies, personal Bible studies, and just taking God's word more seriously and the things of God more seriously. And I realized that by doing that, I've actually been enjoying church more. Like I've always enjoyed church, but mostly praise and worship or like testimony and the message as well. I've really been enjoying um, prayer as well, which is funny because I usually, I used to find prayer really boring in church. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I don't know. Do you guys, the church you go to don't lie. Do you find prayer boring sometimes? Because I actually used to, I didn't enjoy it as much. You know, I tried to get into it here and there, but I realized, especially recently, that I've really been enjoying prayer. I get excited for prayer because that's my time to really pour my heart out to God. Just tell him what I've been feeling and, you know, pouring yourself out to God. So, yeah, that's been like a kind of a mindset shift. Sorry, this is probably the longest intro I've ever done. But I just thought it's, this is an awesome time to reflect on what we've been learning the past month. So you guys also take the time to reflect as well. Great idea. So we are going to get into a really interesting topic this morning afternoon evening again i don't know when you're listening to this <laughs> but for me it's um 2:36 so yeah we are going to be talking about dating with intentionality so if you noticed in my title i used both courting and dating because um technically we are dating like as young people before you get married it's called dating but in the christian sphere i think the proper word to use is courtship and i'm going to get into the reason why but briefly mostly because the end point of courtship is marriage and from a biblical perspective as well the whole point of getting to know someone is to eventually get married so let's just start off real simple for you guys this is a question just going to start today off with the question i think i am actually going to do this every episode because it just opens your mind up to what we're going to discuss so i'm going to ask you guys what does it mean to date with intentionality? Oh, tongue twister. What does it mean to date with intentionality? What does it mean to date with intentionality? Does that mean when you step into a room and there's a, a person that you like, we find attractive, automatically you're like, that person is my husband, that person is my wife, I'm being intentional about it. Or does it mean once I'm getting to know someone, I'm going to be very intentional with the things I do? the things I say, and the things I notice. So let's just discuss this, dating with intentionality. Well, first of all, I think then the word intentionality automatically means with purpose. There is a purpose. You, there is an intentional purpose for this relationship. Dating with intentionality is dating with an end goal. You are getting to know this person. You are courting this person because you have an end goal. You are trying to figure out, is this person the right person to eventually marry? Do I see a future with this person? 
Now, the opposite of dating with intentionality is kind of the dating we do these days. I'm not going to lie. Hopefully, this podcast will just give us a better view on what it means to date intentionally. The opposite is winging it. This term, catching cruise, is really going around with, like, young Nigerians. If you're not in Nigeria at the moment, um, yeah, there's this term going around, like, oh, um, I I just want to catch cruise. It's not a serious relationship. I just want to catch cruise. I just want to, you know, see where it goes. That's winging it. Winging it is setting you and the other person up for disappointment and confusion because there is no direction. There is absolutely no direction to winging it. There is no direction to catching cruise. And there is a high chance this could lead to heartbreak for either you or the other party. Dating is not a hobby. It's not a recreational activity. If you want to have fun, get a hobby. Learn something. Learn how to swim. Learn how to make videos on YouTube. But don't take dating as a hobby because people will get hurt. And even if you don't get hurt, you could be hurting other people. Another thing with this catching cruise thing is you do realize whilst you're catching cruise with this person, you could actually miss the person God has for you. Whilst you're just playing around with this person that you know you have no future with, you could miss the person God has ordained for you to be with. And that is so risky. That is so, so risky. So, yeah, intentional dating just generally is dating with a purpose, with an end goal, with a direction. And so if you intend to date with intentionality what are some of the things that you're expected to do or what do you think you can do so you avoid mixed signals so you avoid getting involved with the wrong person or courting the wrong person or basically wasting your time and the other person's time number one ask the right questions that's number one ask the right questions some of the questions you could ask are what are your intentions for this relationship Now, this may seem like a very forward and direct question. You may not have to phrase it like this, but make sure you and the other person are on the same page with where you want this relationship to go. Because the other person may just want to catch cruise, but you're like, no, I want a serious relationship. So ask, where is this going? Maybe you've been talking to this guy or a guy you've been talking to a girl for a while and you guys have been vibing, it's been cool. You love the other person's personality. They love God, they're on fire for God. Things are going really well. But you don't know if this is just a friendationship or if this person actually wants to get into a serious relationship with you. Or if you guys are just chilling. You know that weird talking phase? That phase is very confusing. And it's within that phase that you establish where is this relationship going? What are your intentions for this relationship? And if the other person's intentions are pure, they shouldn't have any problem with answering. If the answer is, uh, you know, wherever it goes, uh, that is a red flag. We're probably going to do an episode on that, like dating red flags. But that is a red flag. Uh, Whatever happens, happens. I don't really like labels. What do you mean you don't like labels? This confusion and mixed signals, we don't need that. We're done with that. Nah, we're we're not bringing mixed signals and confusion into November 2021. We are definitely not bringing that into 2022. So, yeah, that's a great question to ask. What are your intentions for this relationship? Number two, which probably should be number one, because this is a very important question. How's your relationship with God? Again, you don't have to ask this question so bluntly because it can be a bit weird. Like, what do you mean, how's my relationship with God? Obviously, the person's going to say, good. The person is most likely going to say, my relationship with God is great. But it's also a question you can ask yourself. From this person, the way I'm seeing them and from talking to them, How is their relationship with God? Does it seem like they 
like God, as in they like the concept of being Christian, or do they love God? Do they have a relationship with God? Do they take their time to get to know God? Is praying and fasting and going to church a chore for them, or is it a way of life? Those are serious questions, and you don't have to ask them. In fact, don't ask them directly, because most people will just say what you want them to hear. But ask yourselves these questions and see if you, if, see if you can see that lifestyle through the way they talk and through the way they behave. And if you guys are in a conversation as well, this is another way to find out. If you guys are talking and anytime you bring up anything to do with God or anything religious, they shut it down, that is a red flag. It's like, okay, you say you love God, but you don't feel like talking about him. Why? Like, why are they avoiding conversations to do with being Christian? Why are they avoiding conversations to do with praying and fasting and, you know, things like that? Understand if they're trying to grow in faith or if they're content with being stagnant in faith. And then another question which I feel like is awesome to ask is, what are your goals? What's your vision? Now, I'm the kind of person, and this may seem kind of harsh or blunt, I'm not a fan of people who are visionless. Now, a person can be visionless in the sense of, you know, just go with the flow, whatever happens, happens. What do you want to do with life? Eh. Now, there are some people who don't know what they want to do with life, but they're willing to find out. They are hungry to know, God, what's my next step? I've got this degree, but I don't know what to do with this degree. What's my next step? Compared to someone who is perfectly fine in being complacent, who is perfectly fine in sitting where they are and not moving forward. That is a red flag. I don't know why I keep mentioning red flags. This is not one of those episodes. We, we may do this episode in the future, but it's not one of those episodes. But please, guys, ladies, surround yourself with people. This is just in general who have vision, who have ambitions, who have goals, and who are willing to put in the effort to get to those goals. And this is also very important in a dating or courting situation because at the end of the day, this is the person you may potentially marry. And if you're going to marry this person, you want to marry a person with a future and who is willing to work towards that future. And again, that doesn't mean that you have to approach every dating situation with the marriage mindset because that can be a lot of pressure. But at the back of your mind, be thinking, does this person have the qualities of a future husband or future wife? But anyway, we'll still expatiate on that um, later on. Um, the second thing to kind of keep in mind when you're dating intentionally is... Do not date if you're expecting your partner to complete you or fix you. I'm sure you guys would have heard this thing. In a relationship, or let me say for a marriage, a marriage is two people, two whole people coming together to form a whole. Not two halves coming together to form a whole. Because two incomplete people coming together will form an incomplete relationship. Two whole people coming together will form a whole relationship a fulfilled relationship. You have to know when you're entering any relationship, it's not your partner's job to fix you. It's not their job to fix your emotional trauma. They can be part of the healing process, don't get me wrong, but if you place the expectation on them to fix you, they could potentially damage that relationship because they are not God. And I'm going to be so honest with you guys, if you are lacking self-esteem, it's probably better. And if it's serious, if you're really lacking self-confidence and self-esteem, it's probably better for you to work on that between you and God. 
and they can also as i said they can be part of the healing process but within a relationship it can lead to jealousy it can lead to insecurity what you're going to do is make this person your idol because you're receiving your validation from a human being rather than god which is dangerous at the end of the day only god can and will validate you so do not put that on a human being um, one of my friends, this is a few years back, he asked me like, oh, you know, we were about to go to uni at the time. And he was asking me, if anyone, do you see yourself dating or, you know, get into a relationship anytime soon? And I was like, no, I honestly don't. He's like, why? And I said, I know I have things I need to work on. And I know if I don't work on them, it can affect my relationship. I wouldn't say my self-esteem was low, but there were areas where I did lack self-confidence. When it came to other areas... I was pretty confident in some of my, like there was some abilities I had that I was confident in, but when it came to maybe my appearance, I was very self-conscious about my appearance. And I knew that that could affect me in a relationship. And so I had the mindset of, if anyone, you really need to work on this. And thank God for 2019 stroke 2020, because he did. He worked on it. And at the perfect time, that was literally the perfect time. God did work on that. And I thank God for it till this day, because if he didn't work on it, I would not be doing what I'm doing right now. I would not be putting myself out the way I put myself out right now. So fix those things between you and God before you go and put that pressure on another human being because that's not their job. They're not God. So this isn't just self-esteem, but even if you have trust issues, if you have commitment issues, if you are spiritually immature, do not get into a courting relationship because you are going to try and pour your expectations on them. Don't look for a godly man or woman because you expect them to build your spiritual life. That's what you're going to expect that person to do. You expect them to force you to church or to force you to read the Bible. Instead, they should just encourage you to do these things. You need to be able to want to do these by your own desires. So if you're spiritually immature, work on that before getting into a serious relationship or courtship. And then, um, as I said as well, if you have commitment issues, also, if you're coming out of a fresh relationship with quite a bit of emotional baggage that you haven't sorted out, again, sort that out between you and God before bringing that into a fresh relationship. And the reason this is so important is baggage from your past relationship can ruin a great thing in your future one. God could actually bring a godly woman to you. God could bring you a godly man. But because of emotional baggage of your past, which you haven't sorted out, it could spoil that relationship. And it could be something that could have potentially led to marriage. And so that was the second one. Again, let me start again. The first one was ask the right questions. Second, don't date if you're expecting your partner to complete you or to fix you. And then number three, ensure you guys are on the same page when it comes to fundamental beliefs. For example, tithing. Um, another thing, fornication. If you are with someone who is Christian, but it's like, I don't think fornication is that deep. <laughs> Red flag. Bye. Bye-bye. If you are with someone who doesn't think fornication is that deep, there's no point. I don't even think, oh, I'll try and change them. Eh, try and change them, but not in a relationship. That's You can try. And you can only change a person. That's another thing. You can only change a person who's willing to change. If they're not willing to change, bye-bye. You do not need that. And it may not seem like a big deal in the early stages. I mean, tithing doesn't seem like a big deal to some people in the early stages. Um, for those of you who don't know what tithing is, it's taking a tenth of everything that you earn and giving it to God. Um, so typically through your church. So 
there are some Christians who don't think tithing is a big deal. I mean, yes, when it comes to fornication, they're like, no, I won't fornicate. But I don't think tithing is a big deal. But for someone like me, tithing is a big deal. And so I have to make sure I'm with someone who also sees tithing as a big deal and is like, I'm going to be faithful with my tithe. And every month, I'm not going to fail to pay my tithe. It may not seem like a big deal in the early stages, but it can really cause you to clash later on. And it could cause a lot of friction, especially in a marriage. As I keep saying, remember, this courting period is to see if this person is suitable for you to marry. So you need to take those into consideration. Does this person have the same fundamental beliefs as I? Yes, we both love God. Do we have the same fundamental beliefs? And another reason this is so important, if you guys are not on the same page, like one person isn't fully in agreement with it, then there's a high chance that you will fall in this area. For example, if two individuals are in a relationship, they're courting each other and they one is like you know i want to save myself a marriage and the other is like eh, all right then you know if that's what you want i can support you in that they don't believe it they're just supporting you that's another thing don't be with someone who's tolerating those fundamental beliefs who's tolerating the fact that you want to save yourself a marriage they also need to believe in those things or else you guys will fall into sexual sin and as i was saying if there are two individuals and one is trying to save themselves a marriage and the other isn't that keen on it then there's a high chance that when things get a bit, you know, tense and one person's like, oh, we shouldn't do this. The other's like, ah, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Even though you're supposed to stay strong for each other, then there's a high chance that you guys will fall into sexual sin. Both of you have to be on the same page. Same thing with tithing. If you're like, I really want to tithe, but I also really want to buy this thing. And your partner's like, yeah, it's not a big deal. Just buy it and tithe next month. That person is supposed to be the person saying, no, tithe first. God will provide for whatever you need. Tithe first. In terms of sexual immorality, I just want to read 1 Corinthians 6, 18. Run away from sexual immorality in any form, whether visual or written. Every other sin that a man commits is outside the body, but the one who is sexually immoral sins against his own body. So basically what this verse is just, you know, emphasizing for us is flee, run away from any form of sexual immorality. And I love Amplified. They even said, whether it's visual or it's written. If you guys are watching a movie, and this is why it's so important, if you guys are on a date, you guys are trying to get to know each other, and you're watching a movie, and there are a lot of sexual scenes that come up, and both parties are not in agreement, then one person would be like, oh, I think we should skip. I'm feeling really uncomfortable. I don't think we should be watching this as people trying to save ourselves. The other person's like, it's not a big deal. Why? They're not on the same page as you. They don't understand. They don't have the same beliefs as you. That's why it's so important. Flee, run away from any form of sexual immorality. Run away. Do not enter the relationship with the mindset of, nah, you know, I'll change him. I'll be strong for both of us. We're going to fight this out till marriage. Yada, yada, yada. Come on, that's not wise. That is not wise. And the reason I said him is because this thing is mostly for girls. In fact, that leads me to my next one. Do not missionary date. So guys, we have come to the end of part one of episode four, Dating with Intentionality. I don't know about you guys, but I really enjoyed this topic. Probably why it was so long and I had to cut it in half. But no worries because we're going to continue next week with part two. Don't forget to leave a rating, leave a review, share with someone. In fact, pick one person, just one person who you feel like this episode would really help or any other episode would help and send them this episode 
so i'll be back next week with part two hope to see you guys there have a blessed week have a blessed day bye guys